Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. What's up, guys? This is Brandon Guthrie with the Dream Design Labs on the Christian Contractor Podcast. And I got Trevor Gosar of Odin Energy here with me today. Super pumped, super excited to have you. Dude, I'm excited to be here, man. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Super excited about, you know, what Odin Energy is doing, um, doing amazing things, making amazing headway, and um, just with what Odin is doing as far as like results, but not only results, like the positive impact that you guys are having on the world, but in the culture, the way that you carry yourself with honor, integrity, respect, and like you can see right here <laughs> behind you, this like, is it. Like this is how they roll. And I was telling this to Rex, um, like a lot of people do a lot of this, they don't do a lot of this. I would agree. They don't walk the walk, they do a lot of talking the talk. So I really, um, I'm honored to be able to be even a small part of your guys' journey. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going to go. I know Rex and you and everyone on the team has a big vision. Um, and not just for the sake of making money, but for the sake of doing things better so people can live better lives. I was telling Rex, like, their concept of, uh, you know, uh, we were looking at a, a brand guide and uh, that of a not a competitor, another industry, and it said like protect your kingdom. And yeah. I really like that. And not that we're gonna use, not that he's gonna, you guys are gonna change your tagline or anything, but the concept that he was so excited about that that concept and it opened his eyes. And I can tell like you just now responding to that it says like you guys really want to improve people's lives and you know people's home is their kingdom it is their castle it is where they find rest in this crazy world so Absolutely. all you're trying to do is get in there and improve the quality of their, their life how can you improve that palace that is their home and um, you guys are wanting to be a part of that lifestyle and you know just so authentic dude that's that's interesting because that's the first time i've ever thought of it that way and that's a great point and i i'm biased I, I yeah. work here. This yeah. is like my, like, second to Rex, this is my baby, right? Like, Odin is something that I've put so much time, energy, sweat, tears, you know, attention, stress, like, lack of sleep. Like, all that's been into this. And uh, so I am a little biased, but I can honestly say this is the first time that I have felt so clear about what we're doing. Mm. And it's been so fun to see the vision caught by those around us. And so I feel very grateful. I believe we're on a great mission right now. It's been really fun to be part of. Yeah, 100%. So um, for those of you listening in right now and watching, um, uh, I want to tell, tell them a little, bit, a little bit about your story. Who yeah. are you? How'd you get here? And uh, where are you going? So I'll rewind. Um, I served a church mission for two years when I was about 19 years old. And before that, I had done door-to-door -door sales. And so, like, I had understood sales, but then going out and, and being in the mission field, like, talking about Jesus was very different. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, remember the first door that we ever knocked on our mission, uh, this old rickety house in Atlanta, Georgia, North Georgia. 
up in the Blue Jay Mountains, or LG Mountains, excuse me, and uh, and I just, rickety house, rainy day. And knock on the door, this lady answers, and, and my companion, he froze. He was so scared to talk to her, he froze. And I just picked up, because I didn't know what to talk about, right? Like, I would understood how to talk to people, but not about Jesus yet. And, mm. and I was like, hey, your dog's beautiful. And she's like, no, it's not. Huh? And it was this moment of like, yeah, you're right. He's not beautiful. I just need to like, cut me some slack here. Like I literally told her that. I was like, cut me some slack here, man. I don't, I don't know what we're doing. Like, uh, we're just not at your door. I want to be your friend. And we got to actually be really good friends with that family for, you know, a good six months, and uh, still stay in contact with them to this day. Uh-huh. And it just, it was so eye-opening to me of, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, Christ-related, you know, the gospel-related, or work-related, right? Like. Those two things overlap, and, and the skills you learn in one can apply to the other so, so clearly. And so that was, you know, I did two years of that, came home, tried business-to-business sales for a little while, and learned very quick that was not my my bread and butter of being behind a desk, you know, talking to, to business executives. That just wasn't my, my enjoyment. And then I had this realization, so my wife and I, we got married, uh, went and did, uh, got into the solar industry at that point, and I was like three months into it, and they shut down the division that I was in. So they hired me onto this specific division in the company, and I walk in the Friday after our honeymoon, and they're like, "Hey, sorry, you don't have a job anymore. Like, starting Monday." I'm like, well, that's you know, that's not gonna work very well. I'm broke. I just spent money on a wedding. Like, I don't know what to do. And it was honestly one of the lowest points of my life. Like, just hitting this rock bottom of. Uh, I was embarrassed to see family because the second they'd ask what I did for work, I'm like. Like I just married your daughter, but I don't have a job anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it was, it was pretty embarrassing, and, and it was it was the lowest point probably of my life, mm-hmm. and uh, and they gave me this option. I said, hey, you can either go sell for us, ten ninety nine, or you can, you know, you can take on twice the workload for half the pay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I remember going home and talking to my wife, and, and we prayed, and it was like so clear that it was, we needed to go do 10 and 9 sales. And I had done sales before, so I was like, okay, great, let's do this. Like, this is gonna be, this will be a blast. Mm-hmm. And so they gave me the contact of the sales manager, and um, I remember sitting in her office, and about 15 minutes into this conversation between her and I, and she stops, and she's like, Trevor, this is really awkward. You think you're hired, and I think I'm interviewing you right now, and uh, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm hired. Like, the company, like, sent me here to be on your team. And she goes, no, 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 no. Nobody tells me who's on my team. And I was like, oh, I, like, I felt so small. Like, it was like, just, I just, I felt so small. And she goes, you're unprofessional. You're not old enough. You don't have the skill set that I'm looking for. And, uh, and quite frankly, I just, I just don't want you on my team. Ooh. And uh, I learned later on the person that shared office space with her, like, shared a wall, walked next door after this interview with me and said, remind me to never send something to you because that was the rudest interview I've ever heard. And, uh, and I just told her, I said, hey, um, I apologize, but you have no option but to take me. I just got married. Like this is not an option. Like I have to. I have to make this work. And so she said, "Great, if you can sell me, I'll give you appointments." And I was like, "Cool, I'll go home and I'll, I'll work on that." And so from that Monday to the next Monday, went home. The second I'd wake up in the morning to the second I go to bed, it was practicing in the mirror, practicing on my phone, practicing to my wife, mm-hmm. and just learning to sell. Right? Like I like I had no idea what I was doing. And went back the next Monday, and dude, it was it was one of the I'll never forget that day. Uh, 15 minutes into this this sale with her, right? No joke. Papers. She throws them up. She's like, "Oh my goodness, this is the best pitch I've ever heard." I'm just, like, I am so sorry. For a week ago, you have you have a spot on my team. 
and uh, I was so dude. It was it was such a it was such a like because I remember after that even again after that interview feeling so small walking out of there like you don't have a spot on my team. Mm-hmm. I remember going home and kneeling down in prayer with my wife, and it was so clear that that was the route we were supposed to go. And I was like, God, why why on earth are you sending me to this place where they don't want me? Like this is this is miserable, right? Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's been the biggest change in my entire life. She's the one who introduced me to Rex. That was the mutual friend that connected the two of us. And uh, in that moment, the work ethic I put in Monday to Monday, right? It's not to toot my horn, but it's just to, for me, it taught me what reps can do, right? Like when, when somebody comes in, what I really can expect out of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm expecting it because I, you know, I just expect them to do a lot. It's no, like I've been there. Mm-hmm. Like I've been in those shoes before and I know that that type of sacrifice brings a certain result. And so it's been pretty, pretty awesome. So one thing led to another, Rex, Rex brought me on board and, and uh, Long story short, here you are, dude. Wow. So, the <laughs> that's that's amazing, yeah. and yeah, you know, you kind of expect that because you went through it, and that gives you a good pulse on who is and who isn't worthy to be a part of this awesome team. And having you as a filter of who's going to be on the team is a good thing for Odin to have. Thanks, man. So, dude, wow. That's an awesome story. Uh, so I'm sure there's so many people that can relate to that very much so, and that will feel inspired by that. So first question, first like topic I wanna hit on really quick on value for uh, people listening in right now is, uh, dude, Odin is, is, you know, obviously big goals, but already crushing it at 15 million, $20 million, big numbers, I mean, some people listening in right now are just trying to get over their first million dollars in an annual in annual gross revenue in a year. Like they're and they're struggling, you know. Um, or maybe people just even at just that maybe they did just break that first million and they're trying to scale. Um, for those people, uh, do you have any any secret sauce, any advice that you can give to them that can help them? Because I know there's so many aspects of, of things that can be holding the back. One is mindset, making excuses as to why they can't think bigger or do more. But not only mindset, but like team, hiring, logistics, fulfillment, production, supply chain, like yeah. excuse, 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 yeah. right? Like, or sales. I mean, so obviously one of, the, yeah. one of the biggest values you can bring right now is sales. So give us like, out of all of that, because we, don't, we only have enough time for a little bit yeah. right now, like out of all those things you just heard, what is the first thing that pops your head if, that you could serve someone the most with? So I'm going to talk sales because uh, you don't want my operations advice. I'm not yeah. operations guy. <laughs> I'm sales trying to true. That's that's my blood. Um, but this is so. So it reminds me of a conversation I was having just yesterday with a rep, and um, he was sitting in the office with me, and he's like, "Man, I, I you know, I, I heard your goal this morning. We had a team meeting yesterday morning. Rex and I was were sharing a couple goals." Rex had shared a goal that I had shared with him, you know, five months ago. And it's a big goal that I have over these next five years. And so he shares this goal and this rep yesterday in my office is like, man, I didn't realize you had such a big goal. And he's like, and, and looking at you, like, I, I know you want to go hit that. That's not just to like, it's not a flex goal. That's like a goal. Like I mean that, like I'm going to go do everything that I can. And it's, you know, whether I hit it or not, that's not for me. Like I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. And he's like, and I just realized how, low I was setting my standards Mm -hmm. like he was like I didn't realize that I was thinking so small Mm -hmm. and uh and it 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 was a really good conversation of thinking between him and I of like hey what is like how do we do big things in life right and and in sales for me 
the big thing has been trusting the process and enjoying the process, right? Like finding a love for the process and not a love for the money, right? Like mm -hmm. I remember out of high school, you know, six figures felt like so much. It was like to go make six figures was like, holy cow, that would be a lot, right? Like that would, that would be so cool. And I remember like that first time when that was hit, that benchmark was hit and it's like, wow, that, that didn't, that didn't actually like, it didn't feel like a lot, right? Like it's, it's, it, nowadays in life, like it doesn't really go that far, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it, it, now. it goes a lot quicker now and, and uh, it's, it's only getting worse that way. So, um, but I just realized that that was like this mental barrier for me. But the second that I put the money to the side and just said, okay, let me find an enjoyment for the process. Let me love the process. And that was what that rep yesterday was saying. He's like, man, I love this process. I love the process of being in a home, being with a customer, like finding a creative way to make a solution make sense and then let the money be the byproduct, mm -hmm. right? Like let right. that stuff work itself out. So right. if that makes sense, but that's like the trusting of the process has been the biggest thing for me because the money will lie to you really quick, right? right? Like if you associate your worth to what you make or the money, right? You're either going to be, thinking that you're better than you are way too quick or you're gonna think that you're worse than you are when you're really not, right? It's going to lie to you either way. Right. And so it's like, take the money out of it, go trust the process, go enjoy the process, find a way to enjoy that process. And then all of a sudden the money will be a byproduct. You'll make more than you could have imagined. Wow. Right? Wow, that's huge. So for contractors listening in right now, if, if they're, they're grinding and chasing the number, it's almost like, change your perspective focus on and trying to enjoy the process. Figure out a way that you can gamify it or like just enjoy yeah. it, right? I, I see you talking about your your sales process and I can definitely see like the true enjoyment in your eyes. I love it, man. Like, so, so I was listening to a podcast recently of uh, Ed Milet and Alan Stein and one of my favorite podcasts ever. Um, I think it's a great North Star of a podcast. I'm reading his book right now, Power of One. Yes, yes, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So. Alan Stein, though, he talks about in this, um, and Ed Milet, they're both talking about this. Okay, you have to treat life and your goals and your business and whatever as a GPS. And I think it's a beautiful analogy where it's like, you put that destination into the GPS, and then I start driving. That's all I do, right? Like, it's like, I'm putting that end destination of where I wanna go, and I'm not focused on that end destination the rest of the drive. I'm focused on what's the next step, right? Turn right here, turn left here, follow this for 13 miles, whatever, right? And so they said that this, and that's been my approach to, to this and the process, right? Is I love the big goals. I love going out and saying, okay, you know, Odin, we're gonna do 25 million next year. Let's hit that goal. Let's like, that is a goal that we have in mind, but I'm not like, I'm not necessarily the one that's gonna wake up every morning and say 25 mil, 25 mil, 25 mil. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy that's saying 25 million, that's what we're gonna go do. Now what's the next step, mm -hmm. right? And that's what I'm waking up tomorrow to do is it's like we're in that GPS stage where it's, you're just now following the directions and that's the process. It's you learn to love the process. Wow. And then the end destination will come. Powerful. Powerful. Wow. GPS, end, end destination, focus on your end destination, or set it and then focus on each step in front of it. Focus in, on falling in love with that process. So you can have fun with it because then your results end up being as a byproduct greater because of that. That's huge. Can I give you an example? Yeah. Okay, so this is a side note. This has nothing to do with business, but it's the same analogy. My wife and I are first year of marriage. Uh, moved to Florida. So we went from Utah down to Florida. And I guess a long drive, right? And I remember <clears throat> thinking about that drive. I hate driving. I, I, it's like one of my least favorite things to do is to drive. So I'm thinking driving across country with all of our goods in our, you know, in our vehicle, like that was 
you know, there's something like hell, <laughs> hell on earth, right? Yeah. And it was actually really fun because we, we tried to gamify it. We both love food. Mm. Like, we love food. Mm. And she has a blessing. She can eat whatever she wants, and she's still, you know, <laughs> a, a twig. And I, I look at a grain of rice, and I gain 10 pounds. <laughs> so, like, we, we get, you know, we have to be kind of selective on what food we, we get. Right. But we downloaded this app, the Food Network app. And we just basically said, okay, here's the route we're going. What what shows have, do we love? Like the diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, yeah. What food, they, they literally have an app where it shows what restaurants they've visited throughout the U.S. And we looked at our map and we said, what ones do we want to visit on our drive there? And it was almost this, it was the exact analogy of like, okay, so we found a way to enjoy the process of driving from Utah to Florida. And now, dead honest, that's one of our best, our favorite memories. Like her and I, when you, when you sit us down and say, what is, a, what is a period of time that you loved most about your life? Like in your marriage together, arguably her and I would say the drive from Utah to Florida. Wow. And the way back from Florida to Utah, we didn't do that. It was a miserable drive. Yeah. But it was just finding that way to love the process. It made the end destination come, but it also is like you find that enjoyment throughout and you'll do things you couldn't have. Wow. Gamify. Gamify. That's, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. Uh, man, that's, that's crazy. That's huge. That's awesome. So you guys, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever goal you're striving for, try to set those benchmarks, those checkpoints along the way that you're going to be able to achieve. Get that endorphin release, pat yourself on the back, and just keep getting down the line. So that's huge, you know. And and audit yourself. Are you doing this? If you're not, how can you? And take action. Don't just listen to this and then not do something about it. That's a big difference between most people, with the majority, and you, which is not going to be that if you actually take action. So that's awesome. That's huge. So really quickly, any sales advice, any tactics, any just like. If you had to choose out of a million things that, because I know you could go on and on about this for a long time, but and I've seen I've seen some powerful things from you, the way you deliver, the way you present. Like, what's one thing? If if you just did this one thing in the way you approached your customers, your clients, moving forward, and you did it consistently and practiced it, it would definitely increase even just a percentage of your closing rate. Okay, so first thing that comes to my mind, because that's a big question, right? Very broad. You've got several sections of the close. Mm-hmm. Um, each each section you can talk about several several different have Another one for your so section. Let me talk. I'll talk. Okay, so this this is one that changed changed me, right? Like as a salesperson, um, when I was brand new in sales, I was doing door to door in Wyoming, and Nebraska. So I was on the middle of Timbuktu, knocking doors. And, uh, and I remember that first day on the street, it was raining. And I could literally vividly remember just standing on the street, the trees that were lining it, these porches that weren't covered on the patios, and the rain coming sideways. And I'm standing out there with a clipboard and my badge and uh, my polo, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I didn't, wasn't trained on a pitch, nothing. And I'm knocking on these doors thinking, please don't answer, because if you answer, I have to think of something to do, right? Like, I have to think of something to say. Like, I don't know, like, don't. As I went through that, I started. I, I, I found myself in this position where I felt like it was me against them. Mm. I was always battling. It was the salesman versus the homeowner because I'm in one, you know, one spot and they're in another, and like I'm trying to convince them of my service, mm. right? And it felt like this this battle. So this is the technique that's shifted, and whatever you're selling, this can apply to it. Does not matter. Okay. We have to shift. It's not you against them. It's us against something else. Right, so it's you and the homeowner mm-hmm. against something else. So it doesn't matter what you're selling. 
right? So for us, we sell energy efficiency, right? So it's insulation, ductwork, um, and we're improving air quality. We're improving, you know, the power bill. We're improving, you know, the comfort side of the home. We have to figure out which of those things are their pain point, and then it's me and the customer versus that pain point. So it's like me and the customer versus the attic is basically what it looks like, right? Okay. So literally in the way that we talk about things, in the way that we, our physical body language, um, needs to paint the picture that it's, mm, I'm on your team. This together. It's not me convincing you of a product, it's me and you looking at why this is a problem and how we're gonna solve this together, right? So an example of this is, and I'll give you like, I'll give you an example of how to do this in the home, right? So a lot of reps will come in and first day, you know, they feel that they can sit at the table with the customer and you're sitting across from the customer. Mm. And you're looking and you're presenting back and forth, right? So if it's a table here, me and you're presenting back and forth. And I'm showing you things. And I'm handing them to you. And I'm turning the iPad and giving it to you. That is me against you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So as soon as you can say, Mr. Customer, check this out. And I scoot over to be shoulder to shoulder with you and look at something with you. And all of a sudden you and I are sitting here looking at this and it's right. like, I'm on your team, side. right? Mm -hmm. I'm with you, right? So it's a, it's a physical thing. It's a way that you talk about things. But like, if I wanted to talk about a sales technique that's done more good for me than probably just about anything else, it's shifting the mindset first of it's not me against them. It's us against something else. What is that? Find it, paint the picture on it. And then that's let good. that take over in your body language. You should never be handing something and right. showing it to them. Yeah. You should be turning and looking at it together. You should be doing things together. Right. Because right. You're on the same team. Dude, huge. That's awesome. I really like that. That's like, that's a big game changer. Because I've seen it too. I, I, and personally, whenever I'm in conversations, if if you're able to just go like, like let's lock arms, let's figure this out. Like, this is not about me. This is about like, like you. And like, how can we, what, what can we do to help you out? And, um, Instead of being that conf confrontational approach. Like, Brent, you did, that's how you won over Odin, right? That's how you did it. Because ah, I, right. remember, I remember the first time we met, we got talking, and there was another company there that was trying to earn our business. And <laughs> I remember true? out of your mouth then, you said, you're like, you're like, hey, do you mind if I offer two things of advice? And I was like, sure, great. And we literally looked at our funnel together, and you said, look, I would do, I would add this if I was, like, this is what we found success with. And then two, I would do this so that when you get, you know, customers call back that you get, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or that when you get a lead. Yeah. Something. And then a text. And then the text, the video and the text, right? Yeah. And to me, that was, it was me and you versus mm. the objection that we were trying to handle, right? And that, that literally knocked wow. down every barrier for us. Dude. And so that was, that was a great example of like you, you were not looking at it as the other company was, it's Odin versus us. We're going to try and figure out, I have, you know, my expectations, they have their expectations. I want to win my way. Mm. That's kind of their mindset. Yours was different, right? Yeah, that's that's how we have to shift it. In the that's just right. Dude, that's so funny. I think <laughs> you did the on accident, <laughs> and I need to take notes from you because you're really intentional and you're able to duplicate it, you know, so well. So I'm literally going to be taking notes. From oh, this guy. But but um, yeah, no, that's that's funny. Uh, yep, I was talking with Rex as well. And so, what's the story? How do we meet? Yeah, well, yeah, it was uh, so Funnel Hacking Live, right? Okay. Funnel Hacking Live. Uh, we we went into Funnel Hacking Live, and uh, Rex and I felt like a fish out of water, man. We were, uh, oh my gosh, we I remember like the month before we went into Funnel Hacking Live, we spent more money on on ad spend than I think I have ever you know comprehended swiping a credit card for, mm. and it was working, but like him and I were door knockers, man. Like we didn't know what we were doing on like marketing. I remember sitting at Funnel Hacking Live and. And one of the two comic club uh, coaches, 
she was like, so what's your follow-up campaign look like? And I was like, what's that? And she's like, you don't know what a follow-up campaign is? I have no idea. And she's like, what is a, what is your, what does your retargeting look like? And I was like, I don't know what that is. Huh. And she's like, so you're telling me you've done this with this. I'm like, ma'am, like it's working. I don't know why. And it, we, we got like, so we were trying to find a company to take over because we were just, you know, rinketing door knockers um, in a new space. And that's where we were actively trying to find a company. And that's where we were talking to that one company. And then you happened to be there and, and you just offered those two pieces of advice. And like, it was very quickly known that you were on our team. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, Dream Design Labs versus Odin. It right. was looking at it together. Yes, that was awesome. And uh, dude, that's huge. That, that was awesome. Funnel Hacking Live, we met there, yes. full circle. Now we're going back to Funnel Hacking Live next month. And yes. what are we doing? Walk across stage. Walk across stage. Call the shots. Obviously, Rex is like, we already got to be in here for the two come X. Two come C. Man, Z. C. So here's the thing. Oh, yeah, the X is going to come. But like, I just, man, this is the, like, I, I told you at the beginning, and I mean it, like, I am a little biased because I'm here at Odin. But like, when you're a part of something good and you have great people around you that are like minded, like, it's their energy, man. It's not mine. Like, I feel very blessed to be part of it. But like, the people on the round shoulder to shoulder are just, there's bar none, man. The kid, I told you that rep in, the, in my office, dude, he taught me how to teach him. Mm. Like, it was one of our reps, and uh, it, it is, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Big things coming. So, yeah, like. So, last question. Yeah. Um, pause real quick. I'm going to check something. Okay. What are we on time? Start it over. It's 26. Oof. So, it's fine. Take as much time as you need. Hopefully this is good content for you. Oh yeah, this is good. This is good. It's fire, bro. Good. Come on. Good. Okay. So next question. Wait, hold on. I just splashed on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you started talking and I was like, I need to drink that. We're going to leave that one in. That's a blooper. Okay. 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 Next question. So Odin's doing amazing things. Awesome tactics that he just gave us. I mean, if you, if, if you made that shift in your sales approach, just that, I guarantee you that you're gonna to start to see more conversion rates. I mean, I did on accident and it worked. Like, I could see how if you were intentional about it, that it would work, right? Because it's not, it would work, it's authentic, right? And also, where be genuine. And, well, it's, it's the perfect right? example that it worked, right? Because you didn't have to script it, you didn't have to, like, people are people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What works with me and you in communication, what, what helps us connect, is the same thing that's going to help connect with other people. People yeah. are people, and so you did it accidentally, but now that we can dissect that and then intentionally go and do it, it'll work for us. Right, 100%. So next question. So you're doing awesome things. Odin's crushing, doing big numbers. People wish they could achieve. Mm -hmm. um, and so what are you guys doing in marketing? Talk to me about digital marketing. Talk to me about like what you're doing there. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's been a game changer for our company. Because obviously I've mentioned a few times, like I was door to door. That's what we've been as a company for, you know, as we started. Rex probably shared part of the story. Uh, but we were door to door. And then when COVID really hit, it, it forced us to change. But I think it's actually been incredible. And I'm so grateful we had door to door because we, we feel like the method we've gone with is, okay, we used to go knock on doors. Now we're just knocking on screens, mm -hmm. right? Like. If knocking on doors worked, yeah. like why not go do that? Like we don't want to be, we never want to be an order taking company. Yeah. Like we're very passionate about that. We're not presenters, we're closers. We're not order takers. Mm. 
right? Like that's right. Order the order solution finders. We're gonna go figure out how to make something happen. And so uh, the same thing, uh, you know, is about the approach. You know, if if uh, if if I go out and knock doors, I'm piquing interest in people who woke up this morning not thinking about my product or service, and I find a way to pique interest. They find value, and now I'm solely the person that's bringing that value to them, mm-hmm. and they're not searching it out for others, right? So it's different when somebody's you know requesting a ton of quotes. Right. We've tried to take that same approach on marketing. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, how can we knock on their computer screen, take somebody who's not woken up this morning and thought about it, knock on their computer screen, basically pique their interest to go down their funnel and then we have them solely to ourselves instead of 100%. That's, that's what uh, Rex was saying is like uh, also that it offers uh, stability compared to door knocking. He was kind of, oh, I don't know. I didn't, yeah, I'm curious to hear your take on that as well because door knocking is, is, is good and like uh, it's, it's diversified for a strategy of marketing. Maybe one day you can reintroduce it and like have it be a small part of the marketing strategy yeah. along with maybe direct mail and Facebook ads, Google ads, whatever, but it's a diversified. Yeah. Um, but Rex said something about um, it being more certain, like something, it's harder to control people than it is to have Facebook like deliver the ad every, because Facebook will deliver that every time. Yeah, Mark loves but, taking our money, man. Yeah, <laughs> He'll take yeah, it. That's true. He'll take it all yeah. day long. Yeah. It's, yeah, so you're exactly right. So with door knocking, right, the trap that we get caught into, um, and we were caught there at one point, and I know that many others are, um, is that there's no upfront cost, and so it's enticing. Right, like I can take somebody who's got two arms, a leg, and you know is willing to talk and go knock on doors, and they can go out into a neighborhood, and sometimes they'll connect, and sometimes they won't. But my financial responsibility for that is zero. Maybe a polo, right? Yeah, meaning like I yeah. pay for a polo. Other than that, I don't have to pay them an hourly wage. Nothing. It's ten eighty nine. Go knock door seat. So it was very enticing, and that was the reason because like it takes no upfront cost, no upfront investment, and in return, like you could you know make good money. That's great. With online marketing though, it's really shifted for us and I've, I've been so grateful for it because now we have skin in the game, right? I bring on a representative, like a new rep and like he knows that Odin's investing in him and we're very open with him about how we spend money on them. Like right. we want these blitzes and we are very open about, hey, it takes X amount of dollars like to, to like for our sales reps, it takes $10,000 for a 10 day blitz for a sales rep. So we bring out a new sales rep and it's like, we took a check, 10 grand, see you later. Yeah. Right. And so like, they know that we're investing in them, Mm -hmm. which gives them the ability to feel like valued. Yeah. And we get a high expectations to go back out. And so I really love the shift it's made. Um, It was a leap. It was nerve wracking because we went from that mindset of we can throw things at the wall and see if they stick to now it's like, we don't have time for that. (laughs) Like, or we don't have the ability to, because like we're swiping our credit card for the money and if it's gone it's gone right and so yeah um but it's been more stable it's like that constant lead flow yeah right like humans are they're always on the consistent well that and like humans are inconsistent going out and knocking doors gets exhausting right um facebook doesn't get exhausting right it just it'll like you said you know it's like we're taking money how do yeah it doesn't matter right and the people sometimes hit or miss and then i think i heard something also about like if you want to scale that, you know, wow, a lot of people that you have to have, you know, just to make that happen, just to get those door knocks or screen knocks, right? Whereas Facebook, the screen knock is just auto, right? Well, let me give you one more example with the door knocking, because this is the challenge with growth. Everybody that's done like the door knocking alone, the growth is really difficult going into new markets. Because say you build up a team of like, let's call it 15 guys, 
uh, and gals, right, that are going out and door knocking. One of them is going to be a leader. You have some team leads in there. That's great. You go to open a new market. You can't just pull one of those guys and say, go open that market. That's exhausting. He's going to burn out so quick. Mm. You have to take several of them because door knocking is so, like, it's so exhausting. So, like, it is a rigorous, like, energy, yeah. you know, suck. Like, it's, it's tough. It's rewarding, but it's tough. Yeah. And so to open a new market, you have to take two to three of your leaders and then a few, like two, let's call it two leaders and then a few of your other reps and plant them in the new market. So you're pulling from, you're basically robbing from Peter to pay Paul, mm. right? Yeah. And so growth is very difficult in that sense. Whereas with this, it's no, I, I can literally take one leader and I can have him fed leads and in homes immediately. And so growing into a new market has actually been seamless. And we can bring new reps on, right? But we're not robbing from Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. I can have one guy go in there, start to recruit around him, um, and it's it's been so much better than learning a new door knock. Right, right. And for contractors that are not quite into the Facebook ad game, Google ad game, digital marketing game, they're doing Angie's List, maybe a little bit of Angie's List and Home Advisors, pretty much what everyone's doing. Yeah. They haven't taking the lead to doing kind of their own lead generation, not like an Angie's List shared approach. Like what's your what's your um, professional recommendation to someone that's in that position? They kind of want to get into it, maybe they're a little nervous. What would you say to them? That's a good question. I'm not super familiar with Angie's List and Home Advisor because like that's an approach we haven't gone. Skip right over that, good. We you did yourself a favor. That's And that's the thing, right? <laughs> Because I'm passionate about, I love being in front of a homeowner who I'm their focus. Here's what I would say to the, all of that, which is, I know it can be comforting thinking you're putting yourself in front of somebody who's actively looking for your service right now and they're in the decision-making process right now. Mm-hmm. I know that can be comforting, but test the waters outside of that, where it's you have to build value inside of the home, mm-hmm. and there's nothing more rewarding than walking into a home and under like dissecting and, and uncovering some of those those you know pain points and stuff like our first question when we get in the home is cool what brings me out today mm. right and we start there well the attic it's like awesome awesome well let's you know if you don't mind i'm gonna ask a couple of questions so we can better understand what's happening in the home so when i get in the attic i'll understand what to look for and see how we can help you know mm. help solve the problem like we're dissecting people are calling us out for you know insulation and duct ceiling for energy efficiency but they end up buying because we've talked you know we've un- taught them how indoor air quality or comfort or whatever is severely impacted by your attic and so Mm. test the waters of like exclusivity and where you have to build legitimate value inside the home and you'd be amazed at how much of a less headache it is that's huge for a lot of people that so using people that use angie's list and home advisor the big complaint is the shared leads the shared leads and um for people like yeah considering getting into facebook marketing or it doesn't have to be Facebook, it could be TikTok, it could be whatever, but interruption marketing is different than search marketing. Yeah. Um, which, you know, there's a place, I think diversification is, is good, um, but if you can get into interruption marketing, whether it's Facebook or whatever, and you can crack that code, like Trevor's saying, that's amazing, because then, like you said, you're not, you don't have five other people bidding, and it's not a bidding war. And then you can start to use your ninja value building tactics and start selling for the highest prices with the most margin where instead of a battle of the bottom so boom i think everyone that hears that is going to be like um, uh-huh i'm the same <laughs> margin no no one competing on bids like okay oh, it's unreal. okay now i'm listening so it's unreal that's huge dude and um 
And uh, dude, talk to me about uh, your experience working with Dream Design Labs so far and your uh, personal experience. So I've been going for quite a while for this one. No, I, so Odin owes a lot of credit to you, man, for where we're at. Um, and I, you know, I know, I hope Rex has expressed this to you because um, we both have talked about it a lot. Uh, I remember when we were at Rewind nine months ago, um, we, our average sale for these energy efficiency products was $3,300. That was yeah, our average number. Yep. And so we started doing the numbers and we're like, wow, like we, we have to go out and find a way to sell 500 of these things to, you know, you know, really grow and scale something to big. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and Brandon, you brought up one day and you were talking about the margin. You're like, hey, how can we increase the ticket to a higher ticket? And Rex and I were like, well, that's a good question. Because at the point, like we had a high ticket. Like I remember in our Slack chat with our sales guys, uh, a $6,000 deal would pop off. And we would go nuts. Like it was like six grand. Like it was like they just sold something so incredible. Like we were just so excited over this $6,000 deal, right? Fast forward to now, like our average ticket is just over 10 grand. Yeah, and, I just heard you say, oh, I've closed 15K deal. Like, yeah, $15,000 deal this afternoon. And like, dude, the, the rush is gone now. It's weird. Like, it's like, like I remember the first deal we sold in this thing and it was a $16,700 deal. And this is, this is, talking about value. This is actually a really cool story. Um, talking about value. This is, this is, this is the, okay. This is the example of Angie's List versus interruption marketing, okay? Mm -hmm. Angie's List would have been, come give me a quote, give me a quote, and you're, you're done. This guy calls us into his house, Clark in North Las Vegas and an old guy standard home 3,000 square foot home and uh, we get there and say well, cool what brings us out and his response was well I you know I need insulation in the attic it's an old home 60 year old home it's never been updated um, I've priced it out for my brother to install it and to get the bags from from, um, from Home Depot to be about two grand and I figured if you guys could do it for less I'd just do it through you guys and uh, so immediately you're like, oh shoot, like this is not my guy, right? And so we're like, oh, you know, we'll crawl around the attic, see what we can do. And uh, we get up there and I remember Spencer was on the, the run with me and we're like, okay, hey, we gotta figure out how, how this is gonna work. Like, like we're, like this is, we can't do it for two grand. We won't do it two grand, we don't have a job anymore. And so we, you know, we're fact finding whatever, get a, you know, find our, our setup up there. And we go down and we talk to him about this insulation removal. How we're going to remove all the old stuff, seal the attic, put brand new insulation, seal the ductwork, the whole shebang. Price came out to sixteen thousand seven hundred dollars, and at the point that would have been the biggest deal. Had I signed, have if I signed this deal, it would be the biggest deal that we had sold as a company in this. In this, you know, going from thirty three hundred dollars to sixteen thousand seven hundred dollars, and we show them the number, and uh, I won't say what the wife actually said because it was pretty colorful. <laughs> um, but she looked at it, she's like, "Clark, are you kidding me? Do it! Like you're stupid if you don't." And he's like, yeah, I, I would agree, okay. And he goes and signs it, and he literally, as he's going to sign it, he's like, boys, thank you so much for saving me from making the mistake of putting two grand of worth of insulation in my attic. Woo. And signed it for $16,700 cash. Wow. And we walk out of that home and we were just like, holy smokes, like we just sold a $70,000 deal cash. Like it was this like, it was, it was the biggest rush I'd had in a long time, right? And now that's like a normal, Deal that comes across. Like we had a guy line a thirty thousand dollar deal the other day, and it's like, so the six thousand dollar deal comes around, and it's like, oh, wow, you didn't do something else, dude. Like, <laughs> like, you really cut yourself. You know, you, you let the homeowner down. Is really what it comes down to. It's like, wow, you didn't hook him up with this. Like, why didn't you do that? Like, they need it. 
and uh, and so that whole shift that that came from you, man, is like you opened up your that 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 door of like how can we bring more value to the customer, charge a premium price, but bring more valuable like value to them, and uh, in turn bring more profit. And so it's been it's been an absolutely incredible. That that Clark story is one of very very many that is just like the higher price is not the bad thing. It's actually a really good thing because we can do more for them at that point. It's certainly better. Yeah. So from your perspective, I think that like just seeing the way that you cared about our success as a company and cared about who Rex and I are and what we want, it's been really impactful. Um, and I, I would recommend you to anybody. Absolutely anybody. Dude, thank you so much. Anybody. Very much, very much appreciate that, man. You know, um, yeah, you know, uh, we're very selective with who we work with now, especially even more, just like you had a, a perspective shift with your price increase, our perspective shift was on the quality of client that we want to work with. Like I've said to you before, you guys have set the standard for the for the type of people we want to work with. So those of you listening in, if you want to work with us, you have to be as cool as these guys. <laughs> so good luck, because that's really hard. Because, uh, you know, you guys, the way you guys carry yourselves on it, like, you know, it's not like broken record, honorable, integrity, respect, like the way the way that you face adversity is you guys, you don't freak out, you figure out a way. Just like setting the GPS, you know, maybe you're gonna have to reroute, but it doesn't matter, you're still gonna get there. You don't let adversity get to you. In fact, you let it fuel you to find solutions to, uh, you know, problems. So it's been an honor to work with you guys. Um, and I'm excited to see where Odin is going and to even be a small part of that would be a blessing. It's going to be amazing because I know Odin is going to do big things and not, and it feels, and I know everyone on the, in the company feels the same way. They feel like they're a part of something that's going somewhere. And I definitely share that feeling. So I appreciate that. And, um, so can I say one thing to them? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, I think it's super easy to get into hype mode, um, like as you're talking about Odin or you know others that you see that it's really easy in that hype mode where it feels like everything is going right for them and that you know they just have that secret sauce and it's only you know they're they're so lucky or whatever right and and you sit there and I've been there before where you're listening and going what the heck like I'm over here struggling every single day and they haven't figured out like why why am I not there yet I'm doing these things right. And uh, if I can say one thing is that, you know, you look at Rex or myself and like, I hope I never put on that facade of everything is figured out and everything is perfect, right? Like we still have our challenges every single day. And those feelings that you have and those thoughts that you have as you're, as you're you know, looking, um, those are, the, we still have those challenges every single day. So yes, we have a hype over what we're doing right now and we're excited about it, um, but that doesn't mean that the days are easy. Uh, the days are worth it, but they're just not easy. And, uh, and so be very careful. I, one of my, you know, longtime mentors had said that, uh, the three C's, you find yourself in unhappiness with three C's, complaining, comparing, or criticizing. Mm -hmm. And so if you complain, criticize, or you compare yourself, right? Um, those are, those are direct accesses to being unhappy. And, uh, so I hope that, yeah, I hope that that resonates a little bit, but it's like Odin's doing something incredible. We're not perfect. We have a long ways to go. And, uh, yes. And I, I would hope that somebody on the other side is feeling motivated, not demotivated by, by, by what's happening. Dude, 100%. We're all humans. And uh, I heard Damon John from Shark Tank last week say, 
he was like joking around. He was like, someone was like, you know, it's really hard when you get into business. And he's like, yeah, it's really hard. I get it too. <laughs> and that guy's, yeah. you know, boom, he's next level. He's like, it's still hard. You know, it's like, so enjoy the process. Yeah, you, you enjoy right? the process. That's, that's the point. Like, enjoy the process. Find your purpose and enjoy that process. Dude. It's so fun. 100%. So um, for those of you listening in, feeling like 100%, it, it, you can do it too. Um, you know, set your goals, enjoy the process, think of it like a GPS, and dude, get into interruption marketing, diversification in your marketing strategy, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're gonna have to have like rapid fire rounds on some sales strategies from you, dude, because hey. I guarantee people <laughs> are listening and they're like, dude, I need more of like some of these tactics from Trevor. So we might have some like rapid fire like little nuggets that we might have you dropping in on the podcast. That's so fun. Now yeah, that, that's, uh, those are those are good ones. I, I enjoy. I love sales, man. I love, it. I, I love can, it. I can see it in your soul that you enjoy it too. So it'd be fun. Such a cool feeling. Yeah, like it's you're out of the norm, man. It's so fun, dude. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. How can me, how can people find you and Odin and connect with you guys? Yeah. So Odin Energy, O D I N Energy. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're uh, yeah, we're out there. Cool. Um, cool. For myself, Trevor Gosar, G O S A R is the last name. I'm the only one out there. There's not many Gosar, so it's not very hard to find me. Um, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out or whatever's needed. I'm happy to help. Sweet, you guys connect with him. This guy's got awesome value, awesome heart, awesome soul. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you guys tuning in, listening into the Christian Contractor Podcast. Until next time, stay blessed. Peace. Money, man. Boom. Thank you. Dude, that was epic. Sorry, it went longer than 30 minutes. Nah, dude. All good.